Hi, this is Adam Bergman, IRA Financial Group. Today I want to update uh, all of you on uh, the Senate tax plan, since we have a little bit more information now. Uh, it was released over the weekend, uh, December uh, 1st or so, and uh, I want to go through some of the main changes, some of the, the differences with the House plan, and then if I have time I will discuss some of the Provisions with respect to retirement accounts. Uh, if not, I'll do a separate podcast on that. But I wanted to just tackle some of the main uh, provisions in the Senate tax plan. It's a 479 page plan. It's available online. Um, but I'll try to get through some of the main points so you don't have to go through reading all 479 pages. Although I'm not going to touch, obviously, on every provision. And uh, there are some interesting provision provisions in there how that relates to specific industry. So I encourage you, if you're interested, to um, you know read it. You can actually do searches online in the plan. So if there's keywords, uh, deduction or the like, you can always put it in and you should be able to get to the provision. Um, but um, in any event, uh, let's start with individual tax brackets. Um, current law goes pretty much from you know 10% all the way to 39.6. The Senate tax plan has it going to 38.5% for 500000 or more of income. The old uh, bracket was 396 for 418000 um, So the tax rates... Uh, also, you're going to have a seven-tier uh, tax rate system, um, so a um, little bit lower. Uh, I think a lot of the the, the 22 to 24 percent of the new Senate tax plan, uh, people in the middle class should be paying a little bit less on an individual tax rate, and then we'll see where the deductions end up. Uh, the standard deduction is going to increase to 12,000. Uh, from 63.50, and the personal exemption will be eliminated. It used to be 4,050. Uh, the Obamacare individual mandate, the uh, penalty for not having health insurance created by the Affordable Care Act, would be abolished. So we'll see where the House comes on that. Uh, also, the, the differences between the House and Senate. It's going to come before the president. The president will ultimately sign something. But um, I'm going through some of the some changes in the Senate tax plan. The corporate tax rate would be 20% in 2019. Uh, would obviously drop big time from 35% now. There's been some chatter even recently as today uh, that the president would, would think about a 22% corporate tax rate, um, but we'll see. Um, you know, the corporate tax rate's great. Uh, hopefully uh, make U.S. companies more affordable. As, as, as you probably know, if you've listened to some other podcasts, I'm more interested in the pass-through tax rates. I think that would help most American businesses who 95% are pass-through entities like LLCs. Uh, generally, only big corporations, public companies, or C-Corps. So I think a lot of people see corporate tax rate and think it's going to apply to a lot more people than it does. And uh, I think a lot of small businesses would be are going to be disappointed in ultimately their potential tax savings because the pass-through tax rate is not going to do as much as they think. Um, from a deduction, business deduction standpoint, firms can fully deduct business expenses as soon as they spend money from 2017 to 2022, an increase from the 50% cap. Uh, from, the, from there, the expensing rate would be decreased by 20% uh, through 2027, so we'll phase out. But that's a pretty good thing for businesses, immediate deduction. The child tax credit is going to jump 2000 per child from 1000 the AMT is still going to apply, unfortunately, uh, but it's going to apply. The income levels will be raised, so it will hopefully apply to less people. Uh, we're going to change. They're going to hope to change the inflation adjustment for individual tax brackets. It will switch the rate of growth for tax brackets to chain consumer CPI index uh, from the normal uh, consumer price index. Uh, chain, typically, the chain CPI grows at a slower rate. 
So another potential uh, pr uh, provision in the House uh, Senate, in the Senate tax plan, excuse me. Uh, okay, let's talk about pass-through businesses. Initially, when all this started, uh, President Trump talked about a, just a lower flat 25% tax on pass-through income instead of it uh, being attributable to the ordinary income tax rates of the members, because remember, pass-through entities like LLCs, partnerships, do not pay tax to members or partners or owners do. So the idea was just lower the tax rate that would apply, and that would solve the issues. Well, now the House made things more complicated, and now the Senate has as well. So basically, the way it's going to work I, see, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, playing around in this area and strategizing because th there's going to be issues about what's compensation, what's not. But anyways, the way the Senate tax plan works, businesses in which the owner takes the profits from the firm as income are known as pass-through entities. These firms will be able to take a 23% deduction on this income. Uh, that's up from the House plan. Um, so there's guardrails to make sure it does not apply to professional service firms like accounting firms or hedge funds or law firms. So we're going to see how it works from a uh, uh, salary standpoint versus pass-through. Uh, I think real estate firms, especially that uh, where the firms don't generate, the, the partners don't generate salary and just get pass-through income, they'd be able to get a, a deduction on that income of 23%. So there'll be a tax savings. I don't think it'll be as great as we expected. And I don't think a lot, as many uh, for-profit businesses, active businesses where owners earn salaries, I don't think as many will be uh, impacted positively as people were thinking back when President Trump started talking about tax rate cuts, especially during the election uh, process. The standard deduction is going to jump from married uh, filers to 24000 which is nice. The medical expense deduction, currently if a person's annual medical expense are above 10% of their income, the amount above the threshold can be deducted. The Senate bill will temporarily lower to 7.5 through 2018. State tax, currently the, the, the uh, income limitation is $5.6 million or asset limitation. The bill would increase to $11 million, so it's going to obviously impact uh, fewer people. And maybe that will go away, or they'll probably leave it at that. Uh, state and local tax deduction, this is obviously a very big issue for people living in, in high state, uh, high tax states like New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, California, uh, Illinois. Tax will be able to deduct up to 10000 in state property taxes, but can no, no longer deduct state and local income, income or sales taxes, which is a big thing, again, for New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, California. We'll see how that works in terms of uh, is that going to impact where people live, where people open businesses. Who knows? Uh, but I think some people will be happy because uh, at least they'll get to deduct up to 10000 in state property taxes, which would cover a lot of people. And they're going to talk, that, and this is something that, you know, on the 470-page or so plan, there's a slew of tax breaks from everything from moving to commuting by bike would be eliminated. So it's hard to kind of spend 10 minutes on this podcast going through all these provisions. So I encourage people, if you have the time or, or the interest to go through it, uh, you can search for some keywords. There's a bunch of different provisions that, that could uh, impact you uh, or you, you may not even be aware of it. But the big stuff, again, is the pass-through deduction of 23%, corporate tax rate dropping to 20%, individual tax rates uh, lowered a little bit. Uh, the mortgage interest deduction, believe it or not, the Senate bill would keep it at a million bucks. There was uh, The House obviously wanted to cap it at 500000 That was a, a big issue. So that would stay at a million bucks, and that's another big change. The child tax credit increasing, the standard deduction increasing, but the personal exemption of $4,000 uh, being eliminated. Um, all in all, I, th I think it's a good thing. Um, I wish they were able to do a little bit more on the, again, the passive income. I wish they could scrap the alternative minimum tax. Um, 
And uh, of, of course, I, I would have been happy if even individual tax rates were lowered a little bit. I was always under the impression that if they just kept uh, tax rates, corporate and pass-through and income at just a flat 25 or so, it would make things easier and it'd be a lot more, uh, you know, I think, uh, growth uh, potential for, for businesses. But again, I understand there's deficits and budgets and, and that stuff that we all got to deal with. We'll see. They, they talked about, obviously, the repeal of the individual mandate to buy health insurance. Uh, we'll see where that goes uh, about raising, how that's going to impact premiums. Um, so there's still stuff to be played out. There's some discrepancies, obviously, between the House and, and the Senate bill, and we'll see eventually what gets passed uh, by, and signed by the president. But I, I, do, I definitely do think there's a tax bill here. It's going to get passed in some form or another. The Senate bill did do some, some interesting things uh, that the House didn't, um, like the, the million-dollar exemption for mortgage that stayed. Uh, they played around with the pass-through rate also which, again, I'm not a huge fan of, but it, it was a little bit more generous than the, the House bill. So all in all, I think this is kind of the package we're going to see uh, the president sign. There'll be some changes and last-minute changes, and lobbyists will, will get their hands on it because uh, it just was passed uh, several days ago. Uh, so there'll be more uh, discussion and analysis of it, and then the special interest groups will, will, will get going in terms of uh, trying to get their provisions in or changed. But um, all in all, uh, uh, again, I think there's some, some, some similarities and differences from the House bill. Um, and I think, again, the Senate the tax bill will change uh, at some point. Um, what I will do, because there's some interesting retirement provisions I wanted to address. Nothing major. There was some chatter about uh, ch eliminating catch-up contributions, um, ten, playing around with the 10% early distribution penalty. Um, Elimination of uh, catch-up for 403s and 457s, as well as uh, retirement plans. Um, also, Roth uh, conversions, elimination of the ability to recategorize. So I want to talk about those in the separate podcast um, because I don't want people to lose track and lose focus. Uh, I think it's there's definitely enough meat in there to, to have a separate podcast. But I will keep... All of you up to date as soon as new developments. It's taken me a while to kind of get through the plan. It's 470 pages. So I wanted to make sure I really understood the specific provisions before uh, talking to all of you and, and making sure you're, you're aware of some of these changes. Again, um, there's a online version where you can actually search on, in PDF format. So if there's specific provisions you're interested about, whether it's deduction, small businesses, uh, retirement accounts, um, or anything else, you can probably search and find it in a bill can always call me with questions or email me Adam B at IRA Financial Group. But the next podcast I will do is going to be the Senate Tax Plan and Retirement Account and, and its impact. So I, I hope you'll you'll look for that in, in the coming days. Uh, Adam Bergman, IRA Financial. Thanks for listening, and until next time.